Dude, he just oh. cut a guy in half with that door. Yo, definitely. Dude, that was fucking baller. I didn't think that he actually cut the guy in half with the oh, door. Oh, he definitely until, like, fucking I did that to shit. the trailer with headphones on, and you can hear splash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, shit. I was like, oh. Oh, no, that dude didn't have. That's Disney Plus Plus edition right there. Yeah, that's Disney <laughs> Plus if you turn the plus sideways and it's a max. What's up? <laughs> a plus sideways would still be a plus. Huh? <laughs> I don't know what that <laughs> means. Quarter turn, dick. No, eighth turn. Yeah. No, a half turn. No, a half turn would be 180 degrees, which would just go like this. Yeah. It's a quarter turn. That's so a quarter turn. Hey, there it is. I'm speaking of which, where's, fucking dumb. where's mine? Fucking dumb. Um, so, the beef I've got with you, Ben. Your, like, favorite <laughs> line to say in the world. That was my nickname in high school. Mm-hmm. You stole that shit. I mean, I don't know who said it first. Kristen Bell in The Good Place. I've what been saying this shit for like 20 years. You have not been saying that was my nickname in high school for 20 I've years. I've been saying it longer than The Good Place. I can guarantee that. Yep, sorry. Yeah, there's it no documentation. It started distinctly though. like... It started, I remember it distinctly... Well, I mean, I co-wrote the, the show. Two years. This is true. This is this a little known fact that people in the in the crowd didn't know. That's why it's so humiliating that I'm not bigger than I am. Oh, come on. Well, if you just lift more weights, I'm sure you can fix that. Mm. Yes. Mm, yes, indeed. Anyway, she said that was my nickname in college today when we were watching an episode. How far are you? It was very funny. Um, we just... Uh, Jen, you just married Janet. Spoiler alert. <laughs> okay. Um, which is really funny mm-hmm. to me. Um, so, but anyway, it's another episode of Bounty Board, um, and we've got an interestingly heady topic to talk about tonight. Uh, how's everybody doing? <laughs> I did not know we were live. Hello, everybody. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> What'd you do? I don't, nothing. That was just such a slow roll. It's like, yeah. So uh, I'm gonna have a peanut butter, and this we're live. Bounty Board. Yeah, and we're live. I'm, so, mi- <laughs> I'm missing Eric this week again. Jeez. Yeah, this guy we're, all, we're all so sad. Taking vacation days he every other week. We, we need an interim Jeez. co-host. Yeah. Maybe we just need a new co-host. Fucking right for the jugular. <laughs> trying, man. Trying hard. Um, all right. Um, sorry. Yeah, weeks. How weeks? Talk, talk weeks. Uh, weeks. Let's see. Uh, weeks have been good. Weeks, 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 weeks. Um, not been doing much, though. So, that's fine. Been relaxing, going to work, coming home, chilling with the baby. That's all I need. Boy, adult life sucks ass. No, it doesn't. It's amazing. <laughs> Panda said, damn, Eric be fired. <laughs> he um, t- Eric be tired. <laughs> F and T aren't even next to Oh, they are kind of next to each other. Sorry. I like how uh, Night Panda's name is Josh Porter, which is the name of the regional manager at Dunder Mifflin. Uh, 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 the one that Dwight... No, the one that no, Jim went and worked Nope, don't help him. Uh, yep. All I can think of is Syracuse. I know that's not it. <laughs> it's not. It's not Utica either. Uh, it's a prestigious uh, school in California with a very similar name. Oh, uh, Stanford. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, I always, How you like that hint? How you like that? It's pretty good. Hint? How you like that? I yeah. caught it. 
<laughs> um, <laughs> I hit I hit him with that gym. Don't help him. Whenever yeah. I was trying no, to no. figure out what that jingle is. Snap me off a piece of it. Football Fancy cream. Feast. Don't, don't, don't. Fancy feast. What does he yeah. say? Football cream. <laughs> Fancy feast. Rip me off a piece of it. Football cream. Jim goes, Chrysler <laughs> car. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Um, you know, like the OCD in leagues, like, that, I mean, I don't have a, the, 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 Neat freak in me, like, is upset by the fact that that's he's never helped out. Like, no one ever tells him what it actually is. Oh, so right. he just like the show ends with him thinking it's Chrysler car, or whatever dumb shit he ended up finishing <laughs> yeah. on. Um, uh, so my week, uh, deep down, that frustrates me. I finished book two of the Butcher Queen, so that's awesome. On to book three. Thank you, thank you. Nice um, oh, I, I I set my stream back up. I streamed for one night the other night. That was fun. Yeah, you're tired cool. again. Contempl- now, contemplating uh, actually streaming for Nerdy Bits, not Sketch Sawyer. So, if I do Sketch Sawyer, it'll be art, you know, whatever. Right. Um, yeah. Because I'm, I'm starting to do more of a social media push, trying to post three, four times a day or more, trying to get as many as possible, and still being a, a, a working comicer. Um, Sign up for TikTok. This is actually a whole creative branch of TikTok for art and stuff like that. Saw that. Yeah. Uh, what else? Nothing, man. That's that's uh, yeah. Just been trying to trying to stay super ultra busy. Trying to keep. Uh, I'm gonna try to live like a maniac for a few months or maybe six six months or more. Just be a complete lunatic to the point that people are just like, yeah, man, go. Like I, I've actually was just on a podcast a minute ago. Uh, Called the uh, nice. uh, the pop culture bombcast, and um, huh. it was actually really well done. I was in this guy's basement that was totally decked out. Um, so we'll post that soon, and then I got another podcast tomorrow. So yeah, just trying to stay, trying to act like a lunatic. Awesome. Do it all, do it all, do it all. Yeah, TikTok's the new Vine, by the way. It, it's basically all it is. Yeah, and you can, uh, you can do longer. Videos, are there are there people but... making funny shit on it? Yes, yes. like There's some pretty good stuff. Like King Batch is right. back on there. The guy. Who would uh, model, who would uh, narrate your your life story? He like walk oh, yeah, up to you yeah, and narrate yeah, yeah, your yeah. life story. That guy's there. Um, yeah. yeah, you recognize Luke, a lot of pe- Luke something. Yeah, a lot of people still there. It's a lot of singing and a lot of voice like lip sync and stuff. Oh. But there's a lot of like uh, you know dogs catching frisbees and you know it's it's fine. You know. See, it's right. it's it's gonna save all the people that came to Vine too late and miss like the big money. Yeah. And now they have an, like a, have a redo with TikTok, so they can. Actually yeah. Come so back I need to start to... using Vine. Uh, TikTok you do actually. Um, no, they say TikTok and uh, and LinkedIn is is twenty twenty. LinkedIn is like you actually have to change your content. You're not going to do dogs catching frisbees on LinkedIn. You're going to do a more professional. Like I'm going to show my, you know, my professional stuff on LinkedIn, but my personal stuff on Facebook and my, you know, it's like huh. it's all different, but. Uh, right. But yeah, actually, LinkedIn is and TikTok are primed to explode. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Panda says we need to look up the dying in front of your dog challenge, which sounds cruel as fuck. But I'm down for it. So, mm, don't know how I feel about that, Caleb. What did you do this week besides a lot of shit for nerdy bits? Don't know how you feel about that. Why? I don't like torturing dogs. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> no, sure, sure, sure. Uh, my week has been um, pretty pretty tame. I uh, 
Charlie got a little bit of a cold, and I say that with quotations, as in my in-laws said, we think she has a cold. We bought her some medicine. She came home, didn't show any symptoms the next three days, but gave it to her dad. Nice. So that's fun. Perfect. So I've had a nice and uh, consistent fucking sinus headache. Just like, oh, the amount of pressure it feels like are sitting on my eyeballs right now. It's the worst. But uh, outside of that, I've uh, been working, um, got some stuff. I'm now an Xbox ambassador, and I'm in the Halo Insider program. Explain both um, of those things to me like I'm an idiot. Uh, Xbox ambassadors is like a, I don't know, man. It's like it's like being even fancier on Xbox. Like, you, there's the preview program that lets oh, you see. I got to interrupt. Like, I should have asked to explain it to me like I'm eight. And then afterwards, asked for you to explain it to me like I'm five. <laughs> I saw Ryan laughing. I know. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you're good. And then at the end, be like, oh, yeah, I know what a surplus is. Like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, so the uh, Xbox Insider pre- or the preview program was the thing before that we've been involved in that, like, helps you get, like, the updates before they come out and things like that. Right. The ambassador program is more of, like, a social network with, an, like, I have a community manager now. That like I can interact with and we can organize stuff with on behalf of Xbox and things like that, um, but <clears throat> yeah, so that that I'm not entirely sure what all of those things um, are and what that entirely entails because it was just yesterday and I worked all day today so I haven't figured out how to. And were you granted it because of your uh, activity on social media or whatever? So I got a message that was like, you should do this. And so I went and, okay. like, they ran my account through a... You got a message from who? Through, uh, Xbox. Okay. <laughs> um, and they, they sent me to, like, a test. And Panda actually just mentioned that he can't be an ambassador because he's got bad rep. <laughs> it, like, scrubbed <laughs> my account. It scrubbed my account for, like, you haven't been reported. You haven't done this. You haven't done this. You are on this much. You are whatever. So it checked for those things, and then after I satisfied those uh, criteria, it was like, okay, welcome to the program. Are you not entertained? What's the, what movie is it, the Welcome to the Program? Well, the Bourne movies. Can you commit to the program? Oh, okay. Cool. Sorry, I feel I'm like that's in a couple mic. movies. Or some I mean, yeah, it's yeah, not just but, the Bourne movies for sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that, and then the Halo Insider program is what gets you access to those test flights that they've been talking about. So the test flights for Halo Reach and for Master Chief Collection on PC. Um, so there's a console flight coming out for Halo Reach soon, so I'll be able to be a part of that. And then the second flight for Master Chief Collection on PC is coming up soon, so I'll be able to download Master Chief Collection and play it on my computer. Nice. And shit. So, yeah, it'll be dope. Um, just trying to, you know, move things up and have more credibility in the community and figure that stuff out. Um, I've also been uh, doing some research on Patreon, and that should come to light for the community watching this show sometime here soon. Interesting. Um, I never got mine to take off, but I didn't also do it right. <laughs> so I will, yeah. I will inform you on what not to do. Sounds good. Um, but yeah, that's been that's been my week, mostly. Almost entirely. All right. Uh, what day is it? It's Wednesday? Yeah. Uh, I, I teach some... school tomorrow for the first time in... Uh, Your life. No. But <laughs> summer's, summer's officially over. So I yeah. do teach my first night class. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, are you going to change your name to Professor Professorson? 
No. Dumb. <laughs> it's a community reference. Okay. Jeff goes to night class and makes up a class called uh, Intro to Conspiracy Theories. <laughs> and the professor is Professor Professorson. Mm-hmm. And then he opens up a closet door acting like it's his classroom trying to prove it to the dean. And then a guy acting like Professor Professorson walks up and like validates his story. And everyone's like, we're so sorry we doubted you. And then like as soon as he leaves, uh, Jeff turns to Annie and goes, I've never seen that guy in my life. <laughs> and he's a night school teacher and he... Basically, everything he does is fake. <laughs> he just walks around the school at night and does nothing. Awesome. <laughs> yes, it's very good. I so I was suggesting that you're really today. going to do nothing. Um, What'd you say? I said I was supposed to reboot my stream today. I'm kind of upset. I couldn't because I didn't get my new headset in. Bummer. It's been like five days since I played Xbox because I don't have a headset. And it's not the best. It sucks. What's Yeah, why don't you play Xbox without a headset? Because I can't talk to anybody. Plug your headphones in. I still can't talk to anybody. Why not? I'm on my Xbox. It doesn't work that way. You can plug your headphones in into the headphone jack on your Xbox and join chat. I don't think this mic would work. I think it I think does. It does. Well, it, it, it didn't used to late. once upon a time, but it's too, it's too let's late. get. It's this isn't interesting. Late. Let's talk about the news. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, if you guys didn't know already. Uh, I am Lubwub, and uh, I've got with me, as always, Sergeant Sodium and Sketch Sawyer. We are the Bounty Board crew. We are your favorite artisanal goofy podcast, and we talk about news and video games. And we start with the news after we give our, everybody our week. So this week's news is uh, interesting. There's not a lot of stuff, I think, that's like huge, but there's definitely some stuff going on. Um, just on the heels of this whole Marvel-Sony weird conversation about Spider-Man. Sony, who just bought the developer that made the Spider-Man game, announced that we're getting a Game of the Year uh, edition, um, which will be $40, and will include all of the DLC. So if you haven't played Spider-Man yet, you don't already own it, jump on this. All of the DLC sounds like there's a lot, and there's not. There's three chapters of a single story arc that's very weak. Uh, Oh, did you play it? Yeah, it's it's very bad. Oh, ouch. Yikes. There's a part, there's a little pet peeve of mine. It's a very stupid, very niche pet peeve, but niche. But uh, there's a <laughs> That's my part pet of the, um, <laughs> they, the, the game opens talking about what happens in the last game. And the thing they use on the wall of photos and newspapers are photographs from the last game's cutscenes. And there's nobody there. But you and someone else, so why the hell are there photographs of a cutscene? It's really stupid. Anyway, the writing, it, that's sort of endemic of the rest of, this, of the experience. The writing's very, uh, I don't know, it's very cheesy and stupid. I don't know. There's, there's, if you want... Don't you really like Spider-Man? I do. Just, if you want more Spider-Man and you want a lesser experience, keep playing. It's, you know, it is more Spider-Man, but like, it went from... Oh, you meant the writing on the DLC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the game. Right. The game was fantastic and I loved it, but the DLC is definitely their B team. So, or it was cut content and they cut it for a reason, <laughs> and they didn't have any DLC, so they're just like, oh, let's just slap it back on. You ever watch the extended scenes on a DVD and you go, oh yeah, I see why they cut this. That's what it feels like. 
What's a DVD? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Ryan, you asked the question. What was the question you asked? No, I was just stating that uh, somebody's going to butcher the game like they do the movies. No, the game is great. It's just the DLC was just... Uh, it felt like cut footage, so... All right, well, the game was out before they bought them, so I guess this next one, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what they do. We'll it's Insomniac. I, you know, still, they're going to keep... They're going to make another one. I'm sure it'll be awesome. Yeah, well, we all said that about Bioware, but they got bought by the devil, so who knows? Oh, you think because Sony bought them, their product's going to change? That's what he's asking. Do you think Sony will mess up the next one because they now own the studio? Depends on their interaction, right? Like, EA bought Respawn, and Respawn's completely autonomous, so yeah, if it's like that, then they're good. I think Sony... Bioware and DICE are fucking rolling over in their... Soon to be coming graves. Insomniac was PlayStation exclusive anyway. I don't know why. No, they weren't. They weren't. Sunset Overdrive was Xbox exclusive. Oh, okay. Yeah, the last game they made was Sunset Overdrive. Maybe they just wanted to make another studio like Naughty Dog and just like dump endless money into it. So they have two. I think they're trying to counter Xbox, who's bought like twelve studios in the sure. last two years. And Sony. And Xbox has done a pretty good job of it. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't recall. I have any stories where like big parent companies, as big as Sony and Microsoft, dictating the way a game runs or is made, unless you can tell me otherwise. Like it's usually like Activision, EA, three four three left. Yeah. Bungie left Halo. Yeah. They didn't like working with Microsoft at the time. Yeah, but they're Bungie's. It just happened to be that Bungie's Halo. last Halo game. <laughs> was phenomenal so like it obviously didn't hamper their product no sure I don't know if there's many examples of a big studio making the games worse and then the studios separating from the publisher um, because most of the time the game's bad and then the studio gets dissolved the publisher just goes bye yeah. like visceral games like visceral's gone we can't get another Dead Space because Visceral no longer exists. Mm-hmm. Speaking, that was because, speaking of bad movies. Yeah. We should stream that together. That'd be freaking amazing. Dead Space would be dope. Yeah. We'll do on... Yeah, we need to co-stream that. I wonder if that's... Uh, that's probably on Steam, huh? Dead Space? Probably, yeah. yeah. And we'll just play two. Because two's, yeah, two's co-op, right? I haven't played two. Wait. I haven't played two. No, three's co-op. Oh, well, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, three's co-op is cool because like it, you actually go different the paths person that, and then come back. Well, you see different. Things. Yeah, that's what I mean. You actually play different parts of the level. No, not even that. Like in the same room. Oh. In the same room, um, Isaac is not like as possessed as the other guy, and the other guy will see okay. shit and like be freaking out about shit that's not in the room for the other player. I'll try it. I'll try it again. It was just too actiony for me. I wasn't into it. Hang on, Smurf. I'm talking about Bungie leaving Microsoft back in the day. Um, but yeah, Bungie, Bungie has nobody to leave just, anymore. Bungie's not leaving anything. Bungie yet. also just left Activision for the thing we were talking about. Activision forcing their hand in making Destiny a microtransaction cesspool, and then them being like, fuck that, and, and pulling out of that. So yeah. we'll see how that ends up happening, how that ends up turning out. You said speaking of bad movies, Ryan, what was coming up? Uh, well, not a bad movie, I guess, uh, but directors pulled off, uh, or uh, the Uncharted movie loses another director. For the next topic. Yeah, Dan Trachtenberg yeah. pulls out. I think he said uh, creative differences again. 
just like Edgar Wright and uh, Ant-Man, you know? The studio wants them to yep. do something they don't want to do. Or was it um, Neil Blomkamp got pulled off of Alien or Halo. RoboCop or something like that? And Halo, yeah. And Alien. Yeah. He's probably real hard to work with. He's lose, he lost every major property he's ever been given. I don't know what it, what the... I wish creative differences was more indicative of what was actually going on. Like, every time I hear it, I've always taken it as, like, I wanted to make the movie like this, and they wanted to make a different kind of movie, and we couldn't come to terms with that because I didn't like what they wanted to make, and they didn't like what I wanted to make. And I don't know if that makes them hard to work with or if it's just, like, literally, I had a different idea for this, and that's not the direction they want to go, so we're going to just not do it. Yeah. Right? Like... In Edgar Wright's case, it seemed really weird for Ant-Man because Marvel is a very Edgar Wright-compatible universe, I think, with his humor. Um, but for this, like Dan Trachtenberg, I don't know if he's made... Has he made any funny stuff? No. So maybe he was trying to take it more serious than Sony was, and they wanted a, they wanted a lighter take on it. Who knows? We'll probably never know. Yeah, there's probably an NDA or something he signed with. Yep, but whatever. Um, the last bit of news. Oh well, there's not the last bit, but one of the last bits of news. Um, there was a thing floating around today that Telltale was coming back, and that the they had rights to Wolf Among Us and Batman, and that's not entirely true. Yeah. So like, it's kind of true, and it's kind of definitely not true. So like, yeah, it says so and so. Uh, Atili, I guess, Atili, confirmed that yeah. some workers from the original Telltale games will be offered full, no, will be offered freelance roles with full-time positions possible in the future. Yeah, so essentially, like, two people bought the name Telltale and the rights to some of their games and were like, Telltale's coming back! But the reality it's is, not. they bought the name and the titles and they're going to offer some freelance roles to people, but they don't have the they don't have the capital to like hire a team, so it's yeah, it's pretty strange. It's kind of shitty. It's kind of shitty to like get people super excited and then like. Well, nobody could really get but, that excited. I mean, they they collapsed for a reason. <laughs> you know, they're. I mean, yeah, they collapsed because the leaders were like squandering money. Oh, was that what it was? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so that. Should have saved that one for our lead-in because that works in perfectly to our main topic. It kind of does. Yeah. Well, the last two things, real quick, were the were the uh, Mandalorian trailer that we got, as well as all the other Disney Plus stuff. Well, there's, I guess there's we another probably... Star Wars Episode Nine trailer. Yeah, full yeah. of full and of then... controversy. <laughs> oh fuck! This should have definitely been a news thing. So yeah, okay. So Disney Plus, this D twenty three happened this week. Um, is this still going on or is it over? I have no idea. I assume it's over. I don't know either. It's probably over. Um, a lot of stuff happened this week with the whole Disney conference kind of just laying out what Disney Plus was going to launch with and have going on in the near future, um, like follow shortly following its launch. Um, we got <clears throat> a Mandalorian trailer, which looks great. Yep. We got a second trailer for Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker, which looks to me very good. Doesn't show a ton of footage from it. it doesn't but like it's like some of it's the like stuff forty seconds of like, new new material. Yeah, but the, some of the stuff they do shows like whoa, yeah, what, yeah. Um, and there's a whole conversation that we had about that for sure. Um, 
Jeff Goldblum's getting his own show that's called The World According to Jeff Goldblum, and I'm down for that. Um, Lady and the Tramp is going to be streaming when the service launches. We got announcements of, like, She-Hulk and Moon Knight. Yeah. And Kit Harrington and Taron Egerton being added to the Marvel Unit, or the... Yeah, the Marvel Cinematic A date Universe. for Black Panther 2. A date for Black Panther 2. And then um, Ewan McGregor confirming he's coming back for an Obi-Wan show, right. not movie, which is infinitely better in my opinion. Yeah, I think that's amazing. We get 10 hours with Obi-Wan instead of two. Yeah, Very excited uh, about that. Yeah. And, and apparently he's been like talking the to them name. about it. Your name's Obi? No. Have I been lied to my whole life? So do, they don't call him anything else. Really? You've never heard Ben Kenobi before? <sighs> Please tell me they have sarcasm on your plane. Okay. Jesus. Got him. <laughs> he got me. <laughs> <laughs> he, he bit that so yep. hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. What do you guys think about the Star Wars trailer? Uh, I uh, It's cool. Like... Um, the the f- what do you, what do you, what I'm really trying to ask is what do you think about double red bladed ray at the end? My initial impression, okay, I heard a crazy theory that that she's a clone and the emperor's got a an army of clones, which is pretty cool because uh, that's what they did with Star Killer, right? Um, well, look at look at Last Jedi when she climbs in that hole. And it shows her what her heart was desiring. Oh, and it was she just a bunch it, of them. It fucking yeah. multiplies her out. <laughs> you what could have called that an this? array. Oh, oh God. God. And that's going to do it for us, folks. Goodbye. <laughs> Get out of here, everybody. Otherwise. said, oh, my God, stop. So the, the, the other logical conclusion for me is that uh, I haven't seen J.J. do a bunch of really crazy original stuff. Um, you know, the, the episode seven was very much an homage to the previous movies with another giant planet and a, basically a trench run and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, so I think maybe it's just Ray fighting a, a copy of herself, just like, just like Luke did at Dagobah, where he had to fight Vader, you know? So I don't know. Uh... It's hard to say. That it's definitely not anything going to be too revealing because they put it in the trailer. So why is this movie called Rise of Skywalker? All right. So my theory on that is that, just like Luke said in the last one, the concept of Jedi needs to die. Because Luke has obviously been a, a, a dark to gray Jedi his whole life. He was choking people and threatening Jabba to destroy him if he didn't give his friends back. So Luke's obviously not just been Mr. White Knight, right? So... Uh, the whole concept of good and evil and the only people that get to claim the force are Jedi and Sith. I think that's going to go away. And what they're going to call uh, just a force user in the future is just going to be called a Skywalker. Wouldn't that be called the rise of the Skywalker then? That sounds singular. Because the rise... That could be singular. Well, No, like, the Skywalker to me makes it sound like the the term I mean, the rise yeah, of the Skywalker the the Skywalkers are now like the Skywalk yeah. like a rise of a new cast of people for sensitive people are Skywalkers so the rise of the Skywalker to me rise of Skywalker means that like so here's the fucking thing and I got into some crazy banana pants crazy town banana pants uh, theories um, I was hoping Ryan would say tell me more about crazy town banana pants but 
apparently I've been watching Community more than he has. Um, so, like, what if the Emperor did clone people and, like, some Skywalkers are going to rise from the dead? Hmm. And we're going to see uh, Vader again? Because his, his breathing is definitely in the end of that well, trailer. Why would he clone the broken version of him that needs a breather? <laughs> That's kind of shitty. <laughs> well, why would, he, why, would he clone him, why would he clone him and put him in different armor that's less menacing? Can you imagine seeing that armor again, regardless of whether or not he, yeah, he specifically needs it? It's marketing, bro. The Emperor's on his marketing game. I like the cloning angle. I, I think we need to focus on what we see, which is there's definitely a fleet of Class 2 Star Destroyers hiding somewhere in Nebula. Yo, and Maz Kanata found Luke's lightsaber, which means someone could have fucking found Luke's hand, which means they, they could have cloned Luke, too. And when they ask about Lun Han looks at her and says, where did you find that? She says, that's a story for another hmm. time. That's got to come so, back, right? I, I think... Um, I think they let us suffer through, well, not me, because I enjoyed it, through episode eight. Because I know for a fact they wrote all these at the same time. Back when they wrote episode seven, they wrote the whole, they had everything all well, yeah, planned when out. Force Awakens, when Force Awakens came out, J.J. Abrams was like, I read the script for the next one and I'm sad I'm not directing it. It's because they wrote them together. He no, wrote no, them all I'm, together. I'm, I'm, so cor- I'm corroborating. So I think the the stuff that people didn't like uh, about nine maybe will come back around with or with eight might come back around with nine. Like there might be reasons for all of it. You know, JJ even said today all your questions are going to be answered. The humor from the link was coming from the guy who wrote Lost. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, I don't know, I think the idea of clones and, like, the only thing that could turn Kylo good again is being forced to understand the, like, gravity of the Emperor coming back with a clone of, with a clone army of Sith. I would like to see a rise of the Sith. I would like to see the, the universe plunged into a, a further dark, you know, further darkness with the bright and the Sith come to power. And then, I don't know. See, this is the end of a saga, so it needs to end somehow. Is it going to end dark? Is it going to end all happy with parades and dancing Ewoks again? Or is it just is it going to just collapse on itself like a star? You know, like, what's going to happen? Or is, is the Force just going to go... Star War. Is the Force just going to go, okay, well, we're, this sucks, we're out of here. Like, no more Force. Or something, you know, like, what's going to happen? So, or does that fleet of Star Destroyers wrap up the end of the movie? Oh my, nope, nope. If the movie's closing scene is a fleet of Star Destroyers and it just goes black everybody, on that, everybody's partying will riot. Because, like, yeah, everybody's partying like Ben was talking about. And then, like, the last scene is that the Star Destroyers fucking float, floating through space. And that's it. And then it fucking cuts off. Riots. Bloodshed. <laughs> like, I don't want... Lies! Deception! Smurf says it's going to be another setup for another saga, and I don't want that. I want this to end. I want it, the Skywalkers are done. I want whatever comes next to be a completely clean start. Same universe, but I don't, you know, I don't you want to set up. Seven class two star destroyers just rolling through space, destroying shit. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, I don't want another Good setup. Luck. But we do know that the the uh, DB the DB Weiss and 
and was it Ben a lot? What's his David David Benioff are doing a new, a new saga, a new story? So, and it's going Old Republic, I think. Uh, yeah, maybe, but yeah, they better not do a new villain. That would be a mistake. That would be a big mistake. People are no, it's going to be Emperor. People are already pissed that Snoke is gone. So, the Emperor is straight up talking in this right. trailer. He's the villain, right. and the guy that's spoken. The people that have spoken in each trailer have been. Holy shit, has each trailer been narrated by the villain? Mm, I don't know. Force yeah. Awakens with Snoke. This one's Palpatine. And the last one was Kylo. Let the past die. Kill it if you have to. Yeah, I'm not sure. So the story's being narrated by the... There's something about that. Okay, we need to move yeah, on. Yeah, we do. <laughs> uh, Joker trailer. Yes, no, like it, don't like it, like happy, it. not happy. Um, I'm intrigued. I'm great. I'm greatly it. intrigued. Um, I'm bothered that some people in my close circle have suffered some mental health issues the last few years, and they are saying this movie is making some unfair comparisons. Uh, I am having a hard time wrapping my head around it, so I can't say. Oh, that sucks, or that's bullshit, or whatever. I am confused, but and you know, I don't want to call anybody hypersensitive or anything like that. So I'm just going to go. I don't know. Uh, I was pretty content with thinking that Joker was a crazy asshole and that he's going to have a lot of mental health issues. But right. if it makes people in my close circle feel self conscious or weird or bad because it was badly written, then that's that's no good. So. Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't have know enough. I don't see it in the trailers, but then I don't suffer from mental illness, so I can't make those connections on my own. I and wonder if it's like the therapy sessions where he's sitting there talking like that's definitely part of it. Me the same questions over and over. All I ha- yeah, all I have is dark thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Right. But you know, I I'm, I'm sure people with dark thoughts don't want to be uh, called a villain, you know, or whatever. But. I don't know, yeah, it's I think tough. there's a way to tell that story and like delineate the path from having those thoughts and the breaking point that he goes through that causes him to become a bad guy. Because, like... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, Yeah, it's tough. And uh, there's... I don't know. Like, I, I think it's unfair to judge it before it comes out. So that's a problem. We probably should cool that off a little bit. But, again, I'm trying to be sensitive because I don't know, you know. I don't, I, sure. I don't know what I don't know. So is that a new take on uh, Heath Ledger's Joker? Because I feel like they went Jared Leto, which was a complete off the wall, but then like a very similar look of Heath Ledger. Heath oh, Joker. I don't know if the look is the similarity with the hair is on purpose, right? Or if it's just like easiest thing to do, uh, make it wet and green. Well, era era per, uh, specific, like it's the '80s, so he's got an '80s haircut. I don't think it's a nod to anything, but maybe Killing Joke a little bit, but uh, it's not a reference to any of the movies. Like we said, it's not based on any writing or any series. It's a standalone, so... Well, well, yeah. So it's it's not really going to be based on anything. Yeah, I could could see it, but I just don't know. I also, I'm fascinated by the idea that Joaquin Phoenix studied pseudo-Bulbar effect uh, and, like, spoke to people with it. So pseudo-Bulbar effect is, like... It's some people call it like laughing disorder, hmm. where like it's an emotional disturbance characterized by uncontrollable episodes of crying and or laughing, and other emotional displays. Oh, Kim has and that. He like 
he like <sighs> he like went and talked to people who had mm. it because like there's a there's a facet of that where people will like the laughter will change and will alter to people's uh, other people's laughter and like the person tries to imitate it and like that's how he helped form his his joker's laugh yeah. is by trying to imitate that like disorder which like so i, w- I will say to me. which is going to sound a little insensitive maybe i hope not i don't want it to be i i'm okay with the mental health aspect all i've ever known my whole life is that joker is actually crazy so for them to have a movie about his mental health which might cover Arkham Asylum maybe it's going to end at Arkham Asylum stuff like that is is totally acceptable to me you know I guess from the outside looking in so like you're going to do a movie about the Joker you're going to cross some mental health bridges it's like I thought that was the I, yeah. I thought that was the whole point but right. I mean every cartoon you've ever seen is a, he's in an asylum Joker yeah <laughs> like no. that's where they take him whenever they capture him and yeah. then he breaks out again like, <laughs> also, I misspoke. It's not. It's not the thing I said. It's pathological laughing disorder, Neat. which is denoted by uncontrollable mimicry. I have a. I have a funny uh, 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 pet peeve where people laugh for no goddamn reason, and it's usually out at like you're at at Starbucks and 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 people don't know the answer to something, or it's like an un- uncomfortable silence filler, so they'll just start laughing. <laughs> yeah, um, or you. You're at a restaurant and you don't know what you want, so you just start laughing. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. And once you, once you, once you set your mind to seeing it in public, it's everywhere. Yeah. So many people laugh to fill silences or out of awkwardness. It's everywhere. Anytime I go out of the house or travel, somebody's laughing for no goddamn reason. <laughs> anyway. I've, I've noticed. You should change your gamer tag to Killjoy. <laughs> I've noticed uh, all these fucking with... people laughing. No, piss me no, off. it's not like children laughing or funny jokes or people being joyful. It's like psychotic. It's like it's like if people really laughed every time they typed "lol." It's like that. <laughs> yeah. No, I've noticed myself uh, if I work with somebody long enough that my laugh turns to turn into theirs. No, dude, I do that for sure. I absolutely mimic laughing. Absolutely. And then, like, it stays yeah. that way for a while. And yep. then, like, when I switched jobs, like, it just went back to its old ways. But, like, I was like, man, that's so weird. I'm laughing just like him. I was like, I, I, used to laugh. I, was like, I hope he doesn't notice. And that he, I, I always wondered that, too. In front of him. Yep. Like, I used to laugh just like Ben. Yep. And I don't. And then you started uh, that explosion laughing, where it was just like, "Ha!" Ah! It was like, "Boom!" Everybody in the room's like, "Jesus Christ!" <laughs> I do that. Uh, you used to at one point in time. Yeah, you okay. scared everybody. <laughs> like that person that sneezes. Speaking of scaring everybody, what about these unions? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy, Ryan, Ryan has had two transitions that have been so jarring. <laughs> um, so we go back to Telltale trying to revive its its namesake by hiring freelancers, which hiring its old staff back as a freelancer is is questionable. People taking that job is probably going to be either out of love of the product or out of like desperation. I know if. A major company offered me a freelance job, I would take it, but my whole life has been freelance. See, if a major company did, yes. This is not a major company yeah, anymore. Right. 
So the conversation um, in the in the darkest parts of game journalism that's not really come to light in my circle, but I think if you're like mm-hmm. a game journalism nerd, not derogatory, but uh, then then yeah right then then the the echoes of unionization has bounced somewhere in your chamber. So uh, Caleb, tell us what you know quickly to our you think it's you think it's just a, a darkest corners not not darkest i'm not talking about like dark web but like i mean just like it's it's pretty nerdy right like people who are getting ready for gears of war 5 and that's it or you know it's just singular vision focus they have one console or you know whatever the the casual if everything from the casuals to the the one game players which we need a name for that the uni players probably don't know a lot of the intricacies of you know uh pedophile studio owners and bad press and unionization they probably haven't heard of that so sure right sure, so sure. it's it's kind of niche to the industry you know so yeah i think the i think the the call for unionization has been popular enough that people have heard it um, it's on. pretty widely okay. um they may not understand it but like i i would imagine most probably upwards of 60 or 70 percent have heard people talk about Hey, we need to unionize, and I would imagine of those seventy percent, probably forty percent understand like what that would look like mm. in some way, uh, and like ten percent know how that would work. So it's still a real small number of people that like probably have at, at actionable intel on it. Um, but uh, he said people. He said very few people might know. I'm responding to Smurf in the chat, like half hearing Ben bring up pedophilic bosses um he was ha- he was referring to was many people probably don't know the intricacy of a studio having to deal with a pedophile uh ceo or shitty uh leadership yeah like, like how many people know about anybody trying to boycott a, a gearbox and why you know of all the gamers out there of the millions of people gaming billions well that that's a that's a complex one because gearbox has done some shit that's relatively public because they sent like PIs to a content creator's <laughs> mm-hmm. house to fucking scare them, which like f- fuck, dude. That's what. Um, but like, just to go back, let's go back to the Telltale example because it's that we talked about it already um, in the news, and I think it's one of the better ways to illustrate this. So uh, a few months ago, Telltale just closed, right? Like we woke up one day and we found out Telltale was no longer in like 225 people lost their jobs in an instant and didn't have any warning, didn't know what was going on. They were about to, like, unveil a new engine. Like, they were still working. Mm-hmm. And then they were just like, ah, oh, we're gone. Come to find out later that, like, the leadership cast of that company had known that that was going to happen for several months and decided, rather than telling everybody and cutting it off early so that they could give people a couple of months of severance severance to like deal with it they just kept paying themselves enough until the they ran out and then they went bye and didn't have anything so like 225 people out of work instantly no severance no carryover for health insurance and so the argument for unionization would mean protection from specifically that happening because the union would then essentially essentially it would give these people the right and, and not even just the right like it would force p- 
people in leadership roles and companies to negotiate with their workers when things like this are happening or be subject to very strongly actionable lawsuits. Okay, so it's right? it's going to do a lot of things to an industry too. It's going to restructure the entire industry. Like uh, I remember, I don't <clears throat> remember who I was talking to this with, but uh, they had some interesting points where now if you have to make a game, your game studio has to cover everything from you know concept art to modeling to level design to narrative design to sound to music i mean music usually gets outsourced but um and then the marketing of the product gets outsourced too like activision is going to do your marketing for you box art and stuff like that but as a game studio you have to handle everything and the unionization means that you can outsource your concept art you can outsource your mocap you can outsource every well, not outsource, but like literally there are companies like you can start a company, a concept art company. And what you do is concept art for the game industry. And that's what you do. You have a team yeah. of 300 people that makes concept art. So when you have movies, when a game starts, it's not going to be Naughty Dog Presents. It's going to be 16 different studios that all made this game. Just like when you watch the end credits of a movie, it takes three years to watch those credits because those are all different production companies that made the movie. If you watch even the latest Marvel movie, there are... You'll see ILM. And yeah, there's like five, six and, uh, motion graphics depart, uh, 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 production companies that make these. So, um, you know, and if you look at any... if You know, you go to a, a, a show, like a rock show, and that's unionized, and every aspect of that show was put together by two to three different unions. You got people that make the stages, people do the sound, people do concessions. Like it's it's all incredibly departmentalized. So so what happens is that you want to get in the game industry, you join the voice actors guild and you're unionized and they'll find you work and when you get fired they take care of you. Yeah, and see actually the voice actors are already unionized. Right. That happened a couple of years that happened a few years ago. There was this big big strike so, because like Companies weren't providing stunt coordinators, even though they were doing mocap, and they weren't providing um, stunt actors, even though they were doing mocap, and they didn't have workable hours. Like they were having people come in for like eight-hour days, and so like that got cut down to what a session can be and what has to be with the concessions that needed to be there for that. So, what unions are going to do? Uh, what unions are going to do? Or it's, it's going to like create. So, what Smurf is saying is that. The, what Ben you were saying is more outsourcing work because of efficiencies and unions are to protect their members and not create new companies. I think Ben touched on that and 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 I don't think he was completely off mark. What unions will do, yes, is it will sub. I think it will subcategorize the trades in game development. The, the developmental right? cycle have, is going to get gonna broken have, up. I yeah, you're going to have uh, a union for. Well, there, here's the thing. It could it could break a couple of different ways. Like, uh, game journalist outlets are also unionized. Like, Gawker is unionized. And, like, uh, that's, those, that's the company that runs, like, Kotaku, I think. Okay. Yeah. Or it used to be Gawker. That, that whole thing is a mess. Um, but they're unionized. IGN's unionized. And, like, Vice is uh, union. And, like, what that means is it's not... You don't. You're not in a specific writers or editors or producers union. You're in. It's Gizmodo now. Thank you, Denton Stein. Um, you're in a union that is Gawker, 
right? And like the union works directly with them, and that means that their employees have a voice, can negotiate their salaries, can negotiate their vacations, can negotiate their benefits, all of those things. And like nothing can be made on the decision level for finances without negotiating with that union. And the game industry could do that. Like it could unionize specifically based on large studios. Like Activision could create a union for all of its publishers to be a part of so that all of the publishers have equal say when it comes to financing and how their jobs are secured. Microsoft could do that for all of their companies in their first party. So what's what's or, the uh, what's the blowback? Why is this just a matter of time before to get in, implemented or are people fighting it? It's both, right? Like the for the initial blowback on unions is rich fat cats not wanting to have to have these people at the table. Okay. Right, like they can say, well, like Activision can say we had the or not Activision, EA, EA or Activision, both of them laid a bunch of people off at the beginning of this year. They can sit there and say we had the best year we've ever had last year, but we still missed our goals, and so we're cutting eight hundred jobs. And they don't have to tell right. anybody. They don't have to discuss that with anybody. They don't have to negotiate with anybody. They're just like, bye. And a union would say, cool, you didn't meet your goals, but like, where did that come from? And Let's figure out how we can do this, or essentially, it's a, it, it opens up discussion, and it, it's, so it's, that those things have to be talked about. Uh, according to one of these articles, it's going to fight crunch. You think? Yeah, because that's what the union uh, unionization of like voice acting and just acting did is it restricted how much you could work somebody without paying them overtime, and in some cases, restricted how much you could work them. Period. What's up, dude? <laughs> You're muted. You raised your hand and you're muted. You lose your you lose your privileges. Um, no, right I was doing some research, um, sir. Um, settle down. No, I was gonna say. Um, so with the whole crunch thing, though, if we do unions, if like if we bring unions in and they stop crunch, how far does that put new games back then? So if we think about it that way, because I mean, I, it's kind of off topic of the unionization, but at the same time, that if we make it union and they stop crunch from happening, does it turn? Gears of War is not coming out this year. Gears right. of War is coming out April of next year. Not a, not allowed to crunch, or they can't afford it. Yeah, they can't crunch at all. Therefore, I mean, a game that takes a year to develop is now taking a year and a half to two years. So I th- we already have. So it, it, it's killing it's killing the industry in a different way. For that fact that who knows they may only crunch for three months, or maybe they crunch for these three months, and then three months they're fine, and they crunch for another four months after that. So well, let's not call it times are helping it. Let's not call it killing the industry. Let's call it the industry already has money problems, obviously, and they can't afford to pay people for all that extra overtime. And the union's going to make them pay for it, which is going to make the game last longer, which is going to make the studio stay open longer, which costs even more money. So, is there a way to implement unions that don't choke all these companies out by spending more money? You know, well, I mean, like look at the unions that exist. A now. lot of these studios can't stay open another year to 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 let the game come out. They've got to release the game now and make right. the money now. So, so, so the, the, right. the, what the unions would have to that, do is that they would have to be like, all right, well, we're going to allow crunch, but we got to get more pay. That I think that's the only way that would work for crunch to stay in place is that you know overtime actually has to be there a hundred percent, and the people that are doing it have to be a hundred percent on board. So it's more of the developers have to make an agreement. And then the workers also have to suck it up and make that agreement as well. Like, the game's got to come out. We have to have crunch, but we're going to give you this instead. 
to if you're, publishers. If you're Naughty Dog. I find dog. it hard to believe. I find it hard to believe that Crunch has to exist. It doesn't. Uh, but how many and games like studios have, come have out studios on have time proven that? Because you know, within the time frame that they say because of Crunch compared to if they didn't have Crunch that that game would have shot out another year. Yeah, I but mean, like, say I don't Halo think, needed I don't think I don't think every game. I don't think meeting a I don't think meeting a specific deadline is a good enough justification for mm. for overworking people. All right, right? Here's an example then. Christmas time okay, Christmas time retail. Yes. I work 6 days a week, 16 hour days to make yep. to make sure that Black Friday happened to make sure that all the shelves were stocked. And that was me and a crew of 30 people doing all of this. If I didn't crunch, if we didn't crunch during retail time, you know, during Christmas time, during retail, the product wouldn't have got there. People wouldn't have made money. People wouldn't have been able to buy toys. So crunch is everywhere. It's not like it's just yeah, in this, the, this It's not, we're not saying that it's unique, but you're also assuming that Toy Story was Toy Story <laughs> you're also assuming that Toys R Us was doing all it could to make sure you were adequately staffed and they absolutely were not 30 people every single night is an adequate amount of people apparently not not if you're working 16 hour days homie but right. I'm, but but I mean it's it's the same thing they it's not to, like they can hire gonna, more to, they can hire more people and they can hire enough people so that they couldn't they, they don't need people to stay 16 hours six days a week because that's overworking people. But if you hire more people, you're hiring like inc- like consistently terrible people as well. Because then that that you're you're just picking everybody that can open a box, and hoping that that person can open that box and put the stuff in the right place too. So that's not how hiring works, dude. When it comes to that, no, like there's there's logistical ways to make this happen, and to be prepared for it. What we're what we're talking about right now, and what unions are doing, and they're trying to break a system that was built by people who needed to figure out how to make recently outlawed sweatshops still functionable, and so they created a forty-hour work week and yada 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 yada. And what a union does is it ensures that the companies don't take advantage of their employees by saying, "You've got to be here for this because it's this time, and at this time it's so much worse, and we need you to do this, or you're going to lose your job." Like. There's no. I don't think there's any assumption that crunch doesn't exist everywhere. I think what unions are trying to do is make it so that crunch doesn't need to happen because logistically, you can plan around it. the The film industry is unionized completely, and it's one of the largest industries in the world. And how often do movies get delayed? I mean, it's as often as games get delayed. Do they? So why do would they? Though? Yeah, yeah. I usually hear a date, and then six months to a year later, that happens. We, you hear dates far, far later than, than you do in games. Watch Dogs was like, coming out, launch day, 2013. And they said that on 2000, in 2010. Marvel will only confirm dates a year and a half out. And that's because the production schedule is concise and is easy to stick to. And the only time that that gets thrown off is when you have to do reshoots and the reason why reshoots take so long and actually have to push the movie out is because you have to gather those industry those those union people back renegotiate with them and go okay we have to come back and do this again for this what if unionization of the game industry means more games come out like look how many movies come out it's a lot right it yeah it's like it's like 10 movies a month at least of big one big big 10 big movies a month and then hundreds of shite movies if you ever 
you know, once you go on Amazon and you get past the movies you recognize, then you have to scroll for three mm-hmm. years of things you've never heard of before. So imagine if unionization just makes the game industry just fucking explode. And it's just unlimited money for everything, unlimited resources to make whatever you wanted. Well, there's a guy at Take Two, um, and I don't remember who it was, but Take Two is the company that, like, publishes all the 2K shit, all the Rockstar shit, all the Gearboxes shit. Like, Take Two is a huge game publisher. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how the idea, and yes, they do have unlimited money, absolutely. But he was talking about the idea of unionizing, allowing them to create more film-like conditions where, like Ben said, like if you unionize... So the, the initial thing that I proposed, right, that there's publisher-specific unions, I don't think that's the most likely because what Ryan said, that would cost them more money to get things done. But if you run with what Ben was saying, and instead you unionize the trades, right? Concept art is a union. Animation is a union. UI um, programming is an animation and... Or, sorry, is a union. And you start breaking these things down, then, like, when you have a game, you go, okay, we need this union for this much time to make this part of this game so it can be done for these people. And you work it like film works it. You go, okay, we need gaffers and um, um, fucking grips and cameramen and this, this, and this so we can do all the filming and shooting. And then when they're done, they move on to their next fucking project and then you hire, you bring in the unions for editing and VFX and SFX and you get all that stuff done. And then you bring in the guys that do, (laughs) yeah, tricky. And then you bring in the guys that do touch-ups and there's a I don't remember what it's called, but you record like audio over later. Where it's not even like there are movies you've seen where an actor's line changed a couple punch words, up. and a voice actor, yeah, punch up, where a, a voice actor that's not that person came in and imitated their voice to change the lines slightly for something. And so like you you segment it into these things, and like yes, uh, Smurf software is different, but I think that that's changing too. Square Enix a couple years ago said we've figured out the engines that we're building right now or that we're using right now so well that we'll be able to build bigger, better looking games faster because we get the engine that we're using. And so I think this will lead to Unlike like a Bioware with Frostbite. Exactly. This will lead to a prioritization of building out engines that are compatible and easy to use because not just one team is going to use it. It's going to be hey, I'm going to hire ILM for this movie because they make really good particle effects, right? So, hey, we're going to hire this union specifically because we want a game that looks like this and they've got an engine that they bring to the table that works with it. <laughs> All right, quick, uh, we need a one-hour recap for Tech Supreme. <laughs> Tech, we're talking about whether or not unions would be beneficial to the game industry and what kind of good or bad they could do per their existence um imagine uh so imagine like so when you hire a company to make a movie they make your i mean the, this they you either go on location or you build the sets or they bring the cars or like there's all this pre-rendered right stuff shows up and you shoot your movie imagine like uh, making a game like right now i can go make a game I can go pay X amount of dollars for the engine, pay X amount of dollars for all the assets, and just slap them all together. Like, I can buy everything I need. I can go buy a first-person shooter 
to buy a fantasy package, put the fantasy package into the, you know, into the engine, and then write a story, and then I've got a game. If I didn't want to code it myself, I could cheat the whole process, right? So imagine making a game now. Do you think it's that easy? Yeah, there's a lot of game engines out there that are done, and all you have to do is just slot in the assets. So... um, you just gotta still gotta learn how to program behavior. Uh, you don't a lot of the times, actually. But I know I'm making it easier than it is. But it's definitely easier now than it's ever been. So, uh, okay. Well, I'm wrong. So Smurf take over. <laughs> but uh, no there, there are a lot of pre-rendered assets that don't require people to make them anymore. So you can. It, so you you don't like it's not just you don't have to make everything from scratch just like a movie you don't have to make everything from scratch you don't have to build a whole town to shoot in it right so if the games you know games now if if you had companies that were designed and if it let's say it became more okay for a major production company to rely on pre-made assets so you didn't have to make a game from scratch every time that's all I'm saying like now real world Hollywood you can just you know, you use the assets that are available See, to of, you. Call of Duty's have been has been doing that, and people don't like it. Call Maybe of Duty the story wasn't good enough in, in fucking years. Our last game didn't even have a story. Okay, but if the story was good, nobody would care. If they oh, I've seen that tank before. Yeah, it's the same tank, dummy. That's why. Like, if there's a '69 Camaro in one game and a '69 Camaro in the next, who's going to complain that? Oh, hey, wait, I saw that Camaro in. You know, you know what I mean? Like, how much of this can we shortcut? Or do we demand that artists generate every single asset from scratch every time? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's tough because, like, I don't know how many people will go from scratch. I don't know how many people are doing A lot of the indie now. games you're going to go find on Steam are a lot of just slotted in assets. They downloaded the trees. They downloaded the skybox. They downloaded a sound effects pack. They downloaded it. Except for like the good ones, like Stardew Valley and Hyperlight Drifter, there's absolutely no. I, I understand. I understand games. that. But if some somebody wants to go try their hand at gaming, they don't have to make everything from scratch. And and I'm I'm wondering if that stigma shouldn't be applied to larger studios when your story. Well, there's a difference. Like, in does the fact that you made that tree right? by hand dependent on that game being good or not? You know, no. I mean, no, no, probably right. not. So I, I think there's a weird stigma with triple, triple. I almost want to say like Jim Sterling, triple I games, where like uh, I don't know. There's this weird like you have to decorate everything from scratch, and that makes everything more expensive. I just for some reason my brain went from if if unionizing the game industry makes it look like Hollywood, then then there might be some crossover there where like. We might get to start reusing assets. Like, look at the world you get to play with with Red Dead, right? If somebody else wants to make a Western, like, you and I can go in there and do some machinima. And, we, and they'd be like, oh, isn't that cute? That's the machinima they used in Red Dead. But if another company wants to do a Western, right? Yeah. They've got to start over and do what Rockstar did with thousands of people and millions of dollars. Uh, I just, you know, I just think that's... there. There might be some sort of future there with... Sure. You know, if you've got a production company that's in charge of doing scenery, I don't know. You might. You, I don't know. Well, that's the that's the. I think that's the point I'm trying to make. And like, the reason I was hung up on what you were saying is that it felt weird that like 
trying to it felt weird in my head trying to rationalize what indie small micro budget studios do compared to what large studios do but like when you have unions that specify in specific things yeah sure they're going to have their own assets they bring to the table what we have to figure out is how those assets are going to plug into different engines right because that's a thing not everybody uses unity right and nobody that will never be the blank slate case there will always be EA is going to have their engines. Activision is going to have their engines. And Microsoft Studios are going to have their engines. Hell, 343 built their That's going to really, 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 game. really, really complicate things. Real, real. A whole lot. A whole lot. Well, that's the but that's why you get unions that have branches that specialize in specific engines. I don't think that's a big deal. There are people that develop movies using Apple products and people that develop movies using PC products and they use a completely different family of things and when you hire them you say what do you use? Done. And so when you look when you go to a studio when you go to a union and say we need to hire you to make our world and they go cool what engine do you use? And you say we use Unreal 5. They go alright we have an Unreal team that will be free in six months and we have an Unreal team that will be free in three months. When do you need them? You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that... I think there's already so many people that are so skilled at such a diverse number of things. I don't think it would be hard to imagine that we'd find these things start to... So... And again, yes, that's still... That's more a company than it is a union. Really, what we're talking about with the union is, like, giving these people specifically a bargaining chip when it comes to how things are made. And maybe not being put on their ass when the company makes poor decisions. Yeah, right. and protections for healthcare and protections for all of those things when the shit hits the fan. Um, real quick, Smurf brought up Doctor Strange. Um, I mentioned this last week that Doctor Strange had an homage in it from the movie Contact, which was actually worked on by the same VFX team, and they recycled like a scene transition um, that was done when recycled Courtney, as a Courtney odd. Jodie Foster I have yeah not recycled paid, uh, they paid an homage to dude it's the same uh, recycled sounds icky <laughs> no they admitted it they straight up they admitted, admitted it. the homage but recycled still sounds icky right well th- I don't think it should that's the mm. point I was getting at is that like it's the same exact transition yeah. and uh, some people on the internet were like yo that's lazy and then like animators and transition who, who said it's lazy in film who said it's lazy internet internet fuck faces but the the the, <laughs> the point is that like the animators and designers and people that do this shit were like yo the idea that i might create a transition and 30 years later have a perfect project to reuse it in and save myself fucking three weeks of working or some shit like hell yeah i'm gonna use that that's every fucking that's everybody's dream is to like be able to have something that's so good that you can use it again somewhere else and just so that's that's how it works that's how it worked they did they purposely did it again and so it wasn't an homage it was i'm i'm the positive because of the director's reaction he said yeah it was an homage he watched he's working with literally the same vfx team and said yo this was really super good do that again and i liked it a lot and I'd love to have that here. And they were like, what if we just did it again? Right. And it was like, Yeah, really? do it again. Like, I'm sure that's how yeah, that Yeah, for went. sure. Yeah. 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 I'm, he didn't go, hey, recycle right. it. 
But if they did, they saved themselves a fuck ton of work. Well, and like, that's efficiency in tools. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. I don't know. Like, that was 30 years ago. Everything's different. I'm pretty sure they just shot it and recreated it from scratch as an homage. Right, but like... I can't sneeze on this show. Scene. It's so weird. <sighs> um, anyway, uh, they, I'm sure it was all reshot and re... VFX and everything was done all over again to look exactly the same in an homage. I don't feel like like the same tool sure. sets were but there. But they had the framework. They had the framework. They were like, do this again. But yeah, it's exact. Like down to the millisecond. It's exact. It. Same camera angles, same background effect. It's exact. But like I said, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't like here we have these assets. Let's just use these. It was it was no, it yeah, was yeah, do yeah, this yeah. again. Yeah, we have this. Uh, we have this process, and it worked for this. So let's do it again. Eric says, "Ben sneeze. Let it happen. I can't let no. it happen. Just, just let it happen. Just let it I happen." Don't follow orders from the likes of you. I don't follow orders from the likes of you. But I was talking about something before I started talking about that. Oh, ben, uh, we've been in. I've been in a union. Ryan, you've been in a union, haven't you? Nope. When you were doing electrical work, you weren't union. I'm still doing electrical work, and no, I'm not. I'm with a private company. Oh. Hmm. Well, then that changes my so, Ben, so were you ever part of a no. union? What, Damn. What, is it, right. what does it take to join a union? Let's just let, let's start here with my next point. Oh, it depends. Some so, like so specific I, so like trade. Game, like I, I just got out of college to be a game developer, and I want to join the game developers union. What do I have to do? Pay dues. Well, so I can I'll, say, hey, I want to join, and then I just pay my dues. Yeah, and then they it's, put me wherever I need to from there on. A lot of the, uh, the the a lot of the crew unions for, uh, you know, it means you, you you have it's like a it's like a path, right? You start at a tier and you got to work your way up to a specific yeah, like, like title and have pay like grade apprenticeships, apprenticeships, yeah. And then, I mean, you become a master and you can run your own thing. Right. No, like, when I joined the union when I worked in the warehouse, I got the job, got there, filled out paperwork, and they were like, cool, union dues will be due at 30 days into the job after you're through the probationary period. And then you have a 90-day probationary period with the union, and then you're a full-fledged member of the union. There was no process. So a graduating student with experience can get hired for a job and that job specifically is a part of this union, and because they now have gotten a job as the lead programmer at whatever studio, and they are now in the this union, like, they get there, they pay their dues, then they're then protected by the union so that the people that run that company can't just fire them and them have absolutely nothing protecting them. Nor can the people that run that company change how much they're going to pay their workers because right. they have to go through the negotiation process with the union. Well, what I was going to say is what... So how does the union make sure that the game developers are putting out the amount of standards that these publishers want them to and actually keeping it strict? Because in some un- like some of the... Like I know some people that are in unions, bricklayers and construction, that kind of stuff. They're the worst construction workers I've ever seen, but they're like four-year tradesmen like certified how does how does the gaming union you know game developer union stop that from happening to where these low level guys or like the low quality guys sneak through and then you know activision's like well i need some people here for this and then they end up sending some of these bad bad people in 
And then well, they, Activision's they, like, well, I don't people. want these people. Send them out. And then the union's having a problem with that certain publisher. I don't think that's how unions work. But it's how, like, but it's how it is. It's, like, the people that you said are a part of a union that aren't super great or whatever... They're four years. For yeah, reason, Smurf they, says they, they hire. They, Smurf says they hire companies, and that company's part of a union. So you, yeah. yeah, if you well, don't, I, no, I have I have friends that work that are just in a, in a union. They're not in not for a company. Right, we're saying that like that. I think is, the company uses that. I think the companies use that union as labor, right? So like, uh, you know, if you call X production company, they need steel workers. They call the steel workers union for workers, something like that. I don't know. Uh, well, you're also talking about them, like who hires them? Your friends, the company, or does the union say go do the this? The union says that. Well, who hires the who hires the union? I have no idea. I don't go that deep in their conversation. So the company, <clears throat> hang on, Smurf said the company is not part of a union. The employees are, but the company's reputation is at stake. Yeah. So like, hmm. if 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 a company says, "Hey, we need guys," and they send guys, and those guys are shit, then like, yeah. Cool. So now so, everyone's so gonna know that, you sent a bunch of shit employees here. Right. But but how does the union then make sure that everybody's following up to the correct standards that they need to? How does a manager make sure that their employees are doing their jobs? But it's different. I don't think it is. If you're if you're uh, uh, in a union and you've got employees that aren't doing their jobs, you as a manager have to go tell those employees to do their fucking jobs right. Okay. Yeah, it's not I mean, like you I become understand. a member of a union and you just get to do whatever you want. No, but no, but I see people moving up in unions to become tradesmen of certain trades that are the worst at they at what they do. But these are are these are big time unions that like have well, the standards like in place. Based, right? What do you mean? Yeah. No, they're, they're not all time. You become a you, you become still a tradesman test out of certain areas. You have to test out of being an apprentice. Sure, and maybe the test needs to be harder. Hmm. Maybe there needs to be more consistent aptitude tests or specific skill-based tests. I'm not trying to solve the issues of I, I'm just I'm just pointing out issues that I know that I've seen with unions to where, like, is it something that can be done in that same game developer world to where we can make sure that the game developers are staying on par to make great games for us? Or are we going to get some bad apples that are going to have to get pushed through and then publishers are going to have issues of, like, well, we need him gone because he's not up to our standards. And then the unions are like, well, you know, he's made it this far through our, you know, our scaling tree for where these people are supposed to be. So I don't know what the problem is. And then you have a battle between unions and publishers. I mean, it's it's all a possibility. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I don't know. So, but like, I think the thing that we're talking about is something that's actively and has consistently been dealt with before. Right, like if if we can come up with that being a possible issue so quickly, um, in this podcast, you have to believe that like this has been an issue before, and that it has been solved before, and like I'm not trying to build the unions for them with this conversation. What we're arguing is that like there is <coughs> the ability for uh, an, a, a worker in the game industry to be able to have faith in the secureness of their job is something that doesn't exist right now and I think is something that should exist because they are doing a highly skilled, highly desirable craft that takes years of training to be able to do and like plumbing or electricity like 
you have to go to school for it. You have to train to do it. You have to, you know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things where, like, these people are really highly skilled and spent a lot of money becoming highly skilled. And they're treated like at-will employees, right? Like people in Missouri or Illinois who can just, like, oh, you're, you, you don't have a job anymore or you're fired. That's not with no. True. Well, it is in Missouri. I don't know how Illinois' thing is, but like, uh, and in, in Missouri, there, like, you're a, you're able to be an at will employer, which means like you are able to be fired because it's, it's usually like a grace period of a certain amount of days that they can do that. Like in Illinois, you, you have ninety days as an at will employee, and then after that, you stay on, and then you have to yeah, get Missouri, fired. Yeah, there's for, no like the normal procedure. Yeah, Missouri, there's no restriction on that. It's an at-will employment state, so like you can just. All right. Well, I feel like um, uh, there's a lot of things, the intricacies of the unions that we don't really know, uh, that could apply to the video game industry, or even to an entertainment industry, because we're not we're so far removed, you know. Um, you know, Smurf Smurf's talking about uh, if you're doing particle effects, only a particle particle effects union member can do the work. So, and we all know that. You know, construction gets held up because there's a wrench laying on the ground from a different, you know, and then you can't pick that up. You're not allowed to do that work because it belongs to somebody else, stuff like that. So I could see game development being really strung out. But, you know, Hollywood seems to figure it out. Like I said, if, if all that, if Hollywood and, and all the all the things trying to be Hollywood underneath, all the other movies that come out underneath the movies we know come out with just an unlimited flow of money, then then maybe games can do that too. But I feel like, uh, yeah, then even Denton Sign says there's a variety of union structures. So, I don't know, I think it's, it's probably bigger than the three of us who have, sounds like, pretty little exposure to what a union is and how it can apply to either our own lives or Hollywood or the game industry. So, um, I don't know. I feel like we got other yeah. topics we can bounce know. off of. It's just, uh, it'd be nice to see people get taken care of it'd be nice to see the game industry flow a little more organically with a lot less horror stories actually educate people on what a union is during like the schooling phase of everything i mean i couldn't tell you one time that we actually talked about what unions were in school and there are people out there that still hate them you know old you know right still think it's it's, uh it's crazy to where i mean people would probably be more for them if we actually were taught about it instead of oh yeah we're you're gonna go into the workforce after high school it's like, oh, okay, I'm just going to go get a job and everything. But, like, well, you could also join a union and do something better and right. have people supporting maybe have a, you and maybe have a career. You doing things like that. Yeah, and actually have a career. Yeah. But not, not, schools don't teach that. And it, I think it starts there for people to actually get sure. the confidence to where whenever they turn 25 and they're like, oh, I need to join a union for game development, I, I know what I'm talking about. I know what a union is. I know what they do. I know what they can help me with. Mm-hmm. So I've, I'm, because, I, and I think that's another thing is that people are scared to join them because, I mean, you, you hear, I mean, I used to hear people like, oh, don't join a union. Unions aren't good. And they, right. there's no information about, like, why they're not good or, right. no, just don't do it. I've had very bad experiences. Like, okay, well, like, school, teach me about what this is and maybe I can yeah. get the information myself and go from there. Man, my experience with the union was really good. Like, yeah, I got in, and I yeah, I had to pay dues, which come, came out of my paycheck. But, like, the union negotiated a high enough paycheck that I didn't notice, right? Like, 
sure, if you've been working in a union for 20 years, but you switched to the 10-year mark to a different union, you'd notice your paycheck got garnished a little bit for union dues. But, like, after you pay your my, after I paid my initial dues, every month after that, every, every I got two paychecks a month, and every paycheck had $25 taken out of it, and that was for continuing dues. And so every member of the union, it was like a 13,000-member union, um, they were all donating $50 a month, and so that covered all of the health care. So, like, my entire family was covered for health care. Yep. Like, I didn't have to worry about going and finding yeah, that's amazing. Uh, an insurance company. It was just like, here's our people that are in network. Set something up, and then when you go, it's covered. You'll have a copay, and this is what it is, but, like, after that, boom. And then, like, when negotiations started, we all got to sit down as, like, the staff without any leaders and go, what are we getting paid now? Are we okay with it? Do we think it needs to go up? And so, like, we negotiated that drivers who have higher hazard um, likelihood and, like, danger likelihoods deserved another 250 an hour if they were in the truck. And so, like, we took that to them and they said no. And then we came back and figured out something else. And then, like, we took it to them and they said, yes, we'll do that, but your vacation hours get cut down. And so, like, as we were reading through, we were like, wait, they're going to change this to give us this. So then we went back and said, what if we take 175 and you leave the vacation hours where it is? And they were like, okay. And so like money went up and it, it, we set like a five year contract. They said we signed like a five year contract that every year that amount of money would go up a little bit as inflation applied or as profitability applied. And so like, I just think of that being a possibility for people working in the game industry of being able to say like, look, we're getting paid this much and we like that, but we want to see this. And the the inability for a company to overwork its employees and not pay them overtime, which is what video game studios do. <clears throat> see, the problem we have with this, Ryan, isn't that game studios are going to have to pay more and that's bad. It's that they aren't paying people for overtime. A lot of these people are fucking salary. No, I get that. And they're working 80 hours a week, and they're not seeing any of it. And the company should be paying for that. So hiring 5, 10, 15, yeah, Caleb, you've, you've read, 40 more You've people. read Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. You saw how fine line these companies tread to see like how long they can stretch this dev cycle before they drop the game out to get every bug, as, as many bugs as possible, flushed out before the game comes out. Because just one bad bug can cost them millions of dollars, right? So you see how fine line they, they tread between staying in business and not. So paying 200 people over time means the game doesn't get finished and this company has to close and the game never comes out. If you've got 200 people, you can afford overtime. We're, no, the stories we read about that were like that were destiny. Activision can shed a million dollars to make a project good instead of fucking 150 people over. EA can pay for it. Activision can pay for it. Microsoft, Sony, these big companies that are earning billions of dollars a year and whose CEOs are making $14 million paychecks need to fucking chill the fuck out and pay their people instead of fucking them over. And then when they don't put in the work, just saying, okay, small studios. What about the company that makes like Baldur's Gate? You know, it's like, yeah, but there are small studios making movies right now and everybody holds a camera and everybody holds a microphone boom and they're not restricted to union restrictions because they're below a certain size. Well, I don't think with it, the game industry is saying every single studio 
has to be union because the film industry doesn't. Okay, but does only the big studios crunch or do the small studios crunch too? Because if the small studios crunch, they can't probably afford it. Small studios crunch too, yeah. They probably can't afford it. It's a different environment. It's a different environment. I'm saying small studios won't have to unionize because small film production companies don't unionize. But they also said that there are people on Take-Two's team that fully embrace the crunch because it's their passion. They'll definitely sleep at work because it's their life. People were supporting the crunch. Not everybody's hating on the crunch because it's their job and and they like their salary. What a union is is a set of rules that says they can't require you work more than 40 hours. That doesn't mean you can't. Hmm. They can't sure? require it. Because are you sure though? Are you... Yes, I was in a union, and if the if the company said you got to stay for a forty second hour this week, I could look at my boss and say no, it's not in my contract, and go home. Because the union negotiated the terms of my working for that mm-hmm. company, and if that company decided to say something outside of that contract, I had the right to say no, and they had no plan of action for that. They failed in their, and it depends on the contract. Like, like Tech says, like some contracts will will absolutely account for. Hey, we have a crunch period, and the contract will say, okay, during crunch, you got to pay this much. And if they can afford it, they do it. And if they can't, they figure out another way to negotiate that. But there's nothing stopping from people who love what they do working for long periods of time. What we're trying to defend is the people that like have families that have like reported getting divorced because they were at the office 80 to 100 hours a week sleeping at work and only going home for a day to see their family and like <laughs> becoming estranged from their kids. If you'd ever move up in the company because all you did is follow contracts, are you going to complain? <laughs> the company doesn't control my promotion at that level. Like, I will get more money based on how the union negotiates what my salary is. And the longer I'm there, the more money I made. The longer I was at the, the company I worked in the union for, the union changed how much I made based on how long I was there. The company did not. And so, like, the union had established a contract that after a year, you make this much. And a year in after that, you got a 15% raise. And a year after that, you got a 10% raise. And, like, it was front-loaded, so... It was a front-loaded contract. The percentage went up a smaller amount each yeah. year, but the longer I was there, the more I got paid, and that was per negotiated contract, right? And like, so do you think this is a uh... managerial positions won't be union? So, if, and that's how it worked in my studio too, or my studio. That's how it worked in my company too. The manager, like the the guy that was the warehouse, what are they called? The fucking dudes that run the. Mm, the foreman of my warehouse was not union because he was no longer the yeah the supervisor he was called a foreman but the foreman was no longer union once he got promoted out of um the role that the union covered he became a salaried employee and got paid more than we did if he worked a 40-hour work week but he really he had really he relinquished his ability to say no to overtime because he was a salaried employee so there's trade-offs if you want to become the lead narrative designer on something. You won't be protected by the union anymore. You're going to make a fuck ton more money, but you're probably going to have to work more because you're on salary. Unless you can negotiate with the company that's going to be signing your paychecks that you want to be on an hourly basis instead of a salary basis. Like, that's... I never... I don't think there's a universe that exists where every single person in a game studio is in a union. You're going to see 
the lead narrative designers, the lead game designers, the CEOs of companies and shit, they're not going to be part of the union. They're going to be fucking salaried and they're going to work the hours that they they need to work to maintain their jobs. What we're talking about are the guys that bounce around to different companies every two and a half years because they're unprotected and they don't have a way to ensure that they're going to have a job after a game ships. So, yeah. I think we've exhausted that talk. Again, yes. Being that I've been the one that talked for like the last five minutes without anybody else. Well, I, yeah, I, I don't have enough feedback on the, the topic. Uh, I literally have uh, no information in this to, to work with. So, well, I, gave, I, I, I want to gave you guys a bunch of information. I just did it late. I want to I want to bring up more about Crunch, but I don't know if we really have all that much time. But um, so Go so they it. talk about Crunch a lot and. We don't know at what stage crunch happens, right? We don't know if it's the last I mean, three months. We don't know if it's right in the middle because they got behind. It's usually the, the last. Time it's, most of the yeah, time, I, it's I, the I'm end. assuming that you're making yeah. up. Yeah. So now, I understand crunch. They got to work. They're working overtime that they're not actually getting, um, getting paid for. But what about the times in the beginning? Are they actually like? What if they're not working forty hour weeks? What if they're only working thirty hour weeks in the beginning because they like. Maybe they're not having to do as much, so they're getting off early. They're t- they're getting more time off, because like so say for me like, in the summertime we get slammed with work. We're like three weeks scheduled out right now. Wintertime mm-hmm. I get off. I, I think I work maybe twenty hours a week middle of winter, doing kind of stuff that kind of stuff. But then summertime hits and I work from, you know, eight o'clock till six o'clock or eight o'clock till five thirty. So, are are they not doing? This, are they not talking about the slow weeks where they're only having to work 30 hours or 32 hour weeks and then once crunch happens they're like oh man I have to work all this extra time now and when in the slow times they didn't work as much no where crunch crun- is almost always the result of like poor project management where like you get to a point and then you go fuck this still doesn't work and we have to make it work um, like if you look in the case of like Bioware or uh, for Anthem or for The Last Mass Effect like they had four years to develop a game and they actually published they actually worked on getting the game put together the last 18 months because of leadership changes and unrealistic release dates which Smurf just said like a company that's like, we really need a game slotted for the Q1 of 2019. And in reality, like, you should be able to step back and go, okay, this won't be done by then, because that's what the studio is saying. Right. And instead, these, these overlords are like, all right, Mass Effect or Anthem is coming out Q1 2019. And the team has to go, fuck, that's 18 months. And we thought we'd get... And, like, there's even that... Even in that story, they're like, yo, we need to, like... This, we need to get until like May and they're like no Q1 and they're like but like May and they're like no Q1 so they had to release in February and like yes that's only three months different so that's probably not a perfect example but like the release of that game is very indicative of not having three more months of not having to have the game out so like and yeah as Smurf is saying poor project management and Eric is saying poor project management and mismanagement against Forte, Fortasted forecasted the results I'm assuming 
Um, and yeah, like three months is a lot of man hours. If you got three four months, four tasted is when that stink hits you first. God damn it! <laughs> Yikes! And it's so bad you can taste it. <laughs> God, Kilo can taste it now. Look. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> celery juice is what <laughs> how Eric responded to that. Um, changes in scope as well. Like when games are like, we're going to do this, and then the studio... The we're adding multiplayer. Wanna, yeah. yeah, like the publisher's like, but we really thought this would be a multiplayer title, and they were like, we can't do that. <coughs> they were like, yes, you can. <coughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, yeah, so like, <coughs> I don't think Crunch is a... I mean, sure, I'm sure there are examples where crunch is as a result of negligence. But you have to realize these people are salaried employees that have an expectation to be at work for 40 hours a week. (coughs) Sorry, I'm dying. So if they're not showing up for 40 hours a week, that's... I mean, shoot, shoot. They are, they are. That's that's, 20 in the winter. No, that's that's not the equation at all. Everybody's doing their time, but uh, they run out of time because there's more work to do than the time that was slotted. So they have to crunch to finish what's required before the release date because the release date is firm. Unless your company like id Software that says it's done and it's done, fuckers. You know. And how many people from id and Bethesda are like, I fucking hate my job because they make me work a ton. Instead, their game they come out with a game every three years. And they're pretty good, dude. Doom twenty. Doom twenty. If you played was, Doom twenty sixteen, you would say more than pretty good, but um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Or Naughty Dog, right? It's dumb. Yeah, when it's and dumb. there are studios that exist. There are studios that exist right now that don't have employees that hate their jobs. So is, is this um, and like they're able to the the people that are running the studio are able to say like, hey, we're gonna work on this a little harder in the next few months and like. If you want to do that, you can. If you don't and you want to work 40 hours, you can do that too. And there are other studios that are like, we're going to be working hard the next six months. You don't have to, but if you don't, we'll notice. And like, that's the shit people are, are standing up against is the passive aggressive or even overly aggressive, like, do this or you will lose your job. Yeah. It sounds like a AAA thing more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would imagine that would be... The, the argument of most people. I think smaller studios are different circumstances. The same way smaller films are different circumstances in film yeah. unions. Yep. But we've talked about this for a very long time and I think we've tired it out. Did anybody else have anything we wanted to add? No. Uh, Ryan, any response to Lenar just no, I, I wish I had more research. Uh, all I want is, is people to be treated better and more games to come out and less games to get uh, uh, shipped poorly you know we all we all pine for the games that could have been like what anthem could have been and what andromeda could have been and uh stuff like that so maybe uh maybe more oversight that's the republicans favorite word maybe more oversight is uh is the is the path to i mean it's my favorite word when i play XCOM. is the path to more solidarity and and quality maybe mayhaps Nobody's denying your wishes, Ben. That's what Smurf said. Finally. I'm getting what I want. Gross. 
Swerve <laughs> said, ew, no, get the government right. out. Um, okay, so when we wrap up our show, uh, we always share what we've been playing and give you guys a little taste of what our favorite things have been for the week, and we call it our bounties. So, um, Ryan, what have you been watching, playing, listening to, or reading this week? You want to tell people about it? Um, I've been watching... Uh, I'm thinking I'm in the third season of Superstore. It's a very good show. I like it a lot. Very funny. Um, <clears throat> it's kind of like The Office, but def- like sh- straight up in a supermarket. Yeah. And in, in St. Louis. Yeah, and it's in St. Louis, yeah. What, really? Cool. Yeah. 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 I feel like um, I should yeah, have known that. That one's a really good show. Um, and then I've been catching up on, uh, I guess not catching up on, because I'm really far behind, because it's like six years later, uh, Sons of Anarchy. Um, I'm in like season four of eight on that one. Uh, I haven't watched it for the past month, so I've picked back up on I've it. I've actually but. seen all of that show. I'm loving that show more and more, and I'm like yelling at people like, why are you doing this stupid shit like that? And I usually don't get any yeah. shows, so um, I'm liking that. Um, what I've been listening to, um, I've been listening to a lot of random stuff. Um, I've been listening to country here off and on, you know, when I'm chilling in the in the tractor. Um, then I've got, I've been playing a little bit of uh, NF. I think, Caleb, you showed me that one. Um, hip-hop. NF? No? Huh? Like the letters yeah. NF? Mm-hmm. Nope, that wasn't me. I think it was you when we were driving around St. Louis last time. Um what I've been playing, uh, been playing some more Stardew Valley on the tablet. Um, I've been playing Farming Simulator on the Xbox. And I'm seeing a trend here. I've been playing The Hunter on Xbox also, um, which is a Xbox Game Pass game. Hmm. It's, you're basically a hunter and you walk through the woods. You can track bears and elk and moose and use different calls and things like that to, to track them down. And then you get like you have to make actual skillful shots in the lungs or in main like organ areas to actually take the animals down. Every um, year you spend in Springfield, you get deeper into <laughs> that which makes you a Springfieldian. <laughs> yeah. Five more years. That's the plan. You'll be on a farm. Then we'll be Five more on years a tractor a playing farm. <laughs> farming simulator while farming. <laughs> With a gun out the window, GPS, hunting. GPS track tractor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll be me. But five years, I'll be out of this place. Probably in St. Louis. Who knows? Hmm. But that's that's uh, all I've been doing. Um, been remodeling my garage. Um, I'll be posting some pictures on Facebook that, about that. And uh, I think it's kind of fun to do man stuff with my hands. Yep, feels good every now and then. I have to rebuild a carburetor, yeah. but I've been putting like, it off. Like hold your baby? Mm-hmm. No. Is that Rebuilding the carburetor is like holding your baby. <laughs> you, you gotta you gotta flush <laughs> out the O-rings. Hold and, it over a pan yeah. to leak it. <laughs> to flush it. Lube it up. <laughs> Smurf, no one's going to do that. Smurf said, come to my house. I have man stuff for you. Nope. On nope. my that way. That's, uh, every that's sexual harassment. <laughs> Call the unions. Yes, they're, they're supposed to help us with that. I flash my boobs on one podcast and looks what happens. <laughs> oh my god. 
Yeah, All right, Ben, what have you been up to? <laughs> well, I've been live streaming. No, no. Let's see. We finally finished the boys. Uh, season finale is pretty freaking crazy. Um, yes, it is. It apparently does not happen in the books at all, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, uh, they said that the, the podcast I was on tonight said the show deviates a lot, and everybody's totally okay with it. It's pretty interesting. Um, so yeah, we finished that. We just started uh, Good Place season three tonight because I just landed on Netflix, so I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, dope. I am playing uh, Kingdom see. Come. Uh, what's the subtitle? Deliverance. Yeah. Stupid. Um, they should just. Call, I don't know. They, awful name. But so it's a Crytek game. Um, I was telling Odin in the party one night. I said it feels like a PBS special version of The Witcher. <laughs> uh, so it's uh, it's it it's very authentic, except for the absence of colored people. So that's strange. Um, uh, but it's it feels really historical and not fantastical and grounded and interesting and and uh, and uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. You're you're a blacksmith boy and your town gets sacked and then you're just on the run forever. But it's it's really environmental and crazy and cool. Combat's interesting and combat's a little bit like uh, uh, that uh, PvP. Yeah, a little bit like For Honor. It's pretty cool. It's all first person, so that's a little disorienting. But uh, I'm not listening to anything. Uh, I'm listening to uh, uh, nothing, actually. Nothing at all. I'm not listening to anything new. So that's it. That's my life. Yep. <laughs> nice. Um, I, what have I been watching? So I watched all of the boys in a day. Yeah, that's weird. I had a very long weekend um, where on Saturday and Sunday I was doing a friend's uh, get together where we went out and uh, college friends get together where we went out and like drank a lot, mm-hmm. a lot, and then came back on Sunday and drank even more <laughs> and barbecued with my yep. family here. Uh, I went to bed at like one, so I went to bed like at two o'clock, two nights in a row after having like six to ten. I didn't get invited. Drinks, and uh, to which one? The barbecue. No, it was super last minute. No, it's fine. Sorry. There'll be another one. Don't worry. <laughs> Jesus. Making me feel bad over here. Um, the head down the so, yeah. <laughs> Um So on Monday, I didn't have work. and Or I did have work. What are we talking about? You lost me. No. So I like I was super, super, super tired. And I had a day where I didn't have anything to do until 4.30. And so I watched three episodes of The Boys in bed. When I woke up, waiting for my daughter to wake up, she normally wakes up much sooner. You sat than in bed for three hours, not. watching. Not watching straight. You just said you watched like three episodes in my bedroom. Were you walking around? <laughs> I went. I went. Made, you have a treadmill? Why are you, why are you trying to fucking <laughs> no? Why are you fucking judging me right now? You sat in bed for three hours. That's day why. Off. <laughs> he pulled up a chair, sat backwards in it, had a book. Watching, watching, watching so just say yes. What's wrong yes. With, with, what's wrong with laying in my bed for three hours? Well, I was in it for eight hours before that. Uh, uh, I have a lot of things to say about spending Continue? three hours watching a show, but it's that's I'm a different person. See, I'm not gonna feel bad about this. <laughs> I had a long ass fucking weekend, and I had some time to myself, and I waited for my kid to wake up, which she normally wakes up in an hour. 
And I before I realized it, I was fucking three episodes into a show because it was really fucking good. So then I picked her up, dropped her off, and then in front of my computer the rest of the day, finishing a couple of articles, I watched the rest of the show until I went to work at four. Proud of you. It's eight episodes long. I spent seven and a half, seven hours watching it. Yikes. (laughs) Love you. Fuck you guys. I don't feel bad for this. Well, I think it's it's probably a whole other podcast. Maybe we'll do it tomorrow night. I think binging's... uh, I, I have a problem with binging. I can't do it. That's not why I have a problem with it because I can't do it. But it's whatever, you know. It's cool. It's cool. I mean, I'm, I'm glad you crushed it, it and got it out of the way. I was behind on it and I wanted to talk there about it with my friends, so I tried to catch yeah. up. Now you can go play and outside. I'm a bad person. For well, I don't want to call um, most of humanity awful because of binging, but uh, that is kind of what I'm saying. You're making that me is. feel like that, so that's fine. Um, I watched. Um, More? I've been watching some. some <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm sorry. You beat me to it. <laughs> so you watch more. You watch something else on top of that? I haven't heard of more. Not that fucking day. <laughs> so while I was in bed. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> I watched two seasons of The Office. <laughs> I have been listening to uh, nothing new, really. Um Stormzy has a dope song called Vossy Bop. Um, that's really it. Uh, not reading anything. Uh, and I've been playing um, Remnant from the Ashes because that game's fucking incredible. That's, and that's Control. Incredible. And Control, which I'll be playing more Control the rest of this week because my grandma is out of town and we cannot be playing Halo. So um, while I finish up Control, you guys will be able to watch me stream that. I'll probably stream tomorrow and Friday. Woo! Um, yeah. So, yeah. That's what I've been playing, watching, and listening, and reading, and yada, yada. I refuse to feel bad about watching shit, so y'all can't fuck I'll convert you. I'll convert you into feeling bad about it. Just give me, give me, give me time. You won't. You won't. You won't. I've got a kid. That shit, make, that means me wanting to watch things it happens when I have the time. And when I suddenly had a bunch of time, I did it. And I don't feel bad about and it. And on to the surf But... <laughs> I, I heard something about surf, surfing and Max. Surfing Max. Max? <laughs> messed up the Smurf Max. up his joke. You know, the, the Surf Mac. I was, yeah, hey, uh, it had to go with my terrible. It's Mac and Cheese uh, all night. But the Mac looks like little surfboards. Surf little Surf Mac. Yep. Chat just up and died. They're not having our tomfoolery. So, yeah. Chat's like. No, Smurf was. Chat's just been like. Hey, you guys keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, no one defended me. But no one yeah. also, no one went on their side <laughs> for that shit either. Um, but yeah, we do a Smurf fact at the end of every episode. So it's a, it's a mini show. It's a show within a show. Um, Dettenstein says, we all done with Apparently. Kingdom. <laughs> um, why does Eric say Kingdom of <laughs> He's like again? 20 minutes late with he the He keeps saying that, that. That's not the game I'm talking about there, Slick. It's, well, Smurf it's said called, it too early. It's called Kingdom Come. It's a game by uh, Silver or something. Surfer? Uh, no. Deep Silver. Uh, Deep Silver, yeah. It's very good. Underrated. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, Bloody Sock, what the fuck is going on in the chat right now? We complain the chat wasn't <laughs> Fuck you, bloody! With nonsense. <laughs> bloody fuck! <laughs> um, so, <laughs> Jesus. So, we end our Gosh. show with a Smurf good fact. Lord, Eric. And the... <laughs> 
Yeah. Anyway, what? continue. Yes, please. That doesn't need to... Did he say I'm gonna... Yep. Smurf, send me a fucking Smurf fact. So we end the show with a little mini fact that's fun most of the time. And, uh, yeah. I'm trying to find it. Because he sends it on either Twitch or Discord. And it's really disorienting. Because he doesn't pick one specifically. Uh, okay. I have our Smurf fact. And without failure, I'm going to play the music. And it's gonna be fine. Smurf facts. Oh, yeah. I'm getting better it's at it. It's still okay? not on your computer. It's still not on my computer. <laughs> a trade union or labor union in the United States is an association of workers forming a legal unit or legal personhood, usually called a bargaining unit, which acts as bargaining agent and legal representative for a unit of employees in all matters of law or right arising from or in the administration of a collective agreement. Boom. That's a lot of words you just said back to back. Mm-hmm. Kurt yep. Schilling founded... This is a more interesting fact. Kurt Schilling founded the company that made that <laughs> you, game. You uh, can't counter a Smurf fact with a, with a different fact. The dent, dent fact. Uh, founded Deep Silver. He had to auction his bloody sock to pay bills when it went bankrupt. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> he said, get the fuck <laughs> out. Smurf said, get the fuck out, Sketch. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. If you're listening to this in audio, you won't know what just happened because I edited it out. Yes. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Um, but that's going to do it for our show tonight. Um, sorry that we all started arguing at the end. I have some judgmental friends. Are you? What do you argue? I just made a joke. Y'all were talking shit about me watching. I made a joke. TV. I have. I have. So. I have. And we're arguing have, again. And this is the end of the it's show. It's not arguing. I just have thoughts on binging. That's all. It's okay. It's alright. You took a moment to enjoy... My name's Sergeant Sodium. A... You can find me on Twitter. <laughs> Twitch. Um, that's about it. Uh, you can Sketch find me Sawyer, everywhere at me? Sketch Sawyer except for dumbass YouTube which made me do Benjamin Sawyer art. Ah, uh, wrecked. I know. Why, why couldn't I just you just let you. I think if I start a new channel that's called Sketch Sawyer maybe. Yeah. But I don't want to. It's not like I've got a lot on there I could definitely start over but I didn't want to but so yeah (laughs) thanks everybody it was a good time where can we find you yeah if you want to follow (coughs) sorry guys I'm sick if you follow nerdy if you want to follow nerdy bits you can follow us on twitter at nerdy underscore bits and on instagram at underscore nerdy bits if you want to keep up with the show you can listen to us on itunes stitcher Spotify and Google Play and you can read everything that gets posted on the blog at nerdybits.com slash read um, find links to all the podcast episodes we post at nerdybits.com slash listen see the streams that are affiliated with us at slash watch and shoot us emails and questions for our next episode at slash contact you can follow me everywhere it's important that's Xbox, Playstation Twitter and Instagram at and Snapchat and fans only, and porn Pornhub. Tinder. Tinder. <laughs> and... <laughs> I hope you guys know that I we'll made the I Bye. made I made the name Nerdy Bits based off of Naughty Bits. I hope everybody's aware of that. I hope so. Okay. Yeah, it's not your Naughty Bits; it's right. your Nerdy Bits. Okay. Which is farmersonly.com. Which, which to some, 
Farmers, farmers only. That Goodbye. 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 Ryan, you need to have a fire, farmers only banner in your background when you play. You, um, you got it. I'm gonna get farmers don't. <laughs> closing line for the show. Aside from Ben trying to ASMR us to to another level. For closing line for the show. Farmers don't make love. They plow. Christian Mingle. <laughs> Slash Sergeant and Sodium. <laughs> I'm gonna be on Xbox, guys. Um, if you want to come watch uh, whatever I play, stick around. I'm gonna take a break real quick um, and get some more water, and we will see you guys in a bit. In a bit. Bye. 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 Bye.